this is season two of RYC Praise, The Call. Will you answer the call? Hello, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Season 2 of RYC Praise the Call. Man, I'm so excited to be here. And uh, before we even get started, let me just give a major shout-out to our sister, our CEO, Miss DeAndra Smith-Hall, her and her family. Thank you very much. Love you, sis. Also, a uh, shout-out to SPSN, the family out there, everybody that's on this radio network. Um, shout-out to y'all. I hope everything is going well. So, you know how we do. I want to go ahead and get started with um, with our scripture of the show. And the scripture of the show is coming from Jeremiah 17.7. So Jeremiah 17, 7, let's jump on in. But blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. Amen, amen, amen. So uh, make sure y'all check that out. The scripture of the show is actually on the flyer, and I believe it's on the right hand of the flyer this time, so if you have the flyer in front of you, that's Jeremiah seventeen seven. Man, all right. Last uh, episode, I jumped into like new music that just came out, things for y'all to check out, and I wanted to get back to that again. We're not going to really play a whole lot of music, but I just want y'all to be aware of some of the artists that have dropped music, you know, within the week or something like that, or within the month that you haven't had a chance to check out. So, uh, one artist is Byron Jawan. Byron Jawan uh, released a single called M.I.A. So, make sure y'all go out there and check that out. And also, my brother, Jay Dunn, CEO of Rapture Ready Productions out of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Shout out to the family out there. I Choose You. He uh, just released that joint. Um, also, Mr. Phil J. If y'all have not heard of Phil J, man, y'all need to go check him out. Check out his Facebook page, I believe. Yeah, check out his Instagram. Um, the brother is very talented, and he not only is he an artist, a musical artist, but he also plays in a in a band, and he plays the drums and stuff. So he's a very talented brother, and he dropped a single called uh, "Liberated." So, and also he, I believe, just got married within the end of last year or within the beginning of this year. So congratulations to him and his wife um, for that. Man, uh, I can't wait. I can't wait. The guest that we have on today, the brother's name is Rifika. Uh, The brother has been traveling around. He's been moving from one area to another area, going where God has leading him to go. Um, The brother wears multiple multiple hats i'm telling you i i'm sitting here thinking that i'm sitting here thinking that the brother may be one of the most busiest and most 
you know, out there artist that I know of, and I believe we have him on the line. So let's go ahead and uh, open up his line and welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Rifica. Hey, what's up, bro? First off, all glory go to God, and to me, I'm happy to be on here. Thanks for having me on. Hey, no problem at all, brother. No problem at all. Thank you very much for accepting the uh, invitation, man. Oh, yeah, definitely. Right. I know I did an interview with um, PD, PD Nature a while back, and that's how I connected with you, I believe. <laughs> yeah, Um. no, actually, I interviewed you first. I interviewed you, and then PD interviewed you, but that was a while, 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 while back. Oh, back probably like 2016, huh? Yeah, that was that was a while. That was it's been a minute since we had a chance to to sit down and chop it up and everything. I I believe I interviewed you before you even moved to uh, where you're at now because you were in Houston at first, right? Yeah, I was born and raised in Houston. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking it was around the time when I was releasing my last project, my last, my last album, which was Fresh Manor. I remember now, though, man, so excuse me for that. I've I done so many uh, interviews here. You know, it started running together. <laughs> oh, it's all good, man. It's good to be in good company with my brother PD Nature out there, man. That's my bro there. So it's all good. It's all good. Um. I was just letting the folks know, man, that I believe you're one of the uh, one of the independent artists, one of the artists out there that wears so many different hats. It's like unbelievable. I mean, one, you're a teacher; two, you're an author; three, you're a, you're an artist, a musical artist; four, you're an athlete. You run marathons and everything. Also, you're an actor and a model. So, <laughs> so let the folks know, I mean, I understand the answer, what you're probably going to give, you know, is all through God, but a lot of individuals, a lot of Christians have God on their side and don't have the drive that I see you have. So it has to be a little bit more of a push and mentally, you know, is God and what else keeps you going what else says okay i can do this as well as do that it's all about the parable of the talents man that that i always think about that that verse in the bible you know i don't want to get to heaven and god say what what did you do with the talent that i gave you you know what i'm saying i want to use mm-hmm. all of the talents they gave me and i'm one individual he's blessed with a lot of different talents and it's been like that since i've been a kid i've, I've always had a full plate since I can remember, probably back to college, I think he was he was preparing me for that because I was the president of two fraternities at one time and in the marching band and all kind of stuff. Um, so it's that, and also my dad put put it in me to never quit anything I start. Like he ingrained that in me growing up. So and then also mm. man, I'm just trying to trying to get to a certain certain place, you know, where I can do all of those things full time, all the different, um, you know, entertainment industry type things that I have going on because I look at the entertainment industry as a mission field. I went through Actors Models Talent for Christ back in 2017. It's, it's folded now, but it was an organization that would 
you know, you, you go on weekends and work on modeling and acting and, and your music and all that kind of stuff. And I went through it actually to learn about how I could get management and representation for my music. But then a love for acting was rekindled in me and a love for modeling came out of nowhere, you know, because they make you work on everything. They said, you're going to have to act in everything that you do. But I had trained as an actor as a child at eight years old, eight and 12, and then I only did, like, little church plays since that and um, some music video acting for different Christian artist stuff. But after I went through Actors Mile Talent for Christ, that's when all of that really came to flourishing. I realized God had things that he wanted me to do with that because I was focused on just the music for so long from about 18 which was in 2002 till about 2016 or 2017. And then I just got back into the acting and the modeling and all that. Mm. Wow. Wow. Well, there's, there's one question about the, the acting side of things, because a lot of people were so into that show uh, Power that was on, you know, on the Stars Network and stuff that 50 Cent you know, had something to do with and things of that nature. But my question uh, for you is, is because I, I had a chance to catch a couple of episodes. So don't throw, don't, don't kill me folks out there. Yes, I did. <laughs> I did check out a couple of episodes of power. So I'm sorry, y'all. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, there was so much within that, uh, within that show that a question came to mind, even when I was watching it, how would a Christian handle acting in a movie in a show like that because they had a lot of nudity i mean a lot of the bedroom scenes actually looked like they were actually doing something so if you were offered a role something like that how would you be able to accept that or would you accept that with your faith Oh yeah, you had you ask good questions, man. Real good questions. It's all to everybody's preference or to how the Holy Spirit deals with them. With me, I let people know up front. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna be doing any nudity. I won't do any sex scenes. I'm not gonna be doing any cussing and stuff like that. I only say words that are in the Bible because I'm not con- I'm not um. I'm not convicted when I use those words, but if it's not in the Bible, I'm not I'm not going to say those words. You know, certain cuss words that are in the Bible, you know, the people would classify, mm-hmm. of course, they're not used in that particular context. But I doubt mm-hmm. that I would do a show like that. My show that I watched, My Guilty Pleasure is Empire, so it's kind of similar. <laughs> I didn't really watch a lot of power, but mine is Empire. So if I was given something like that, I don't know if I would do it. I would prefer to do film acting because with film acting, you can look at the script from start to finish and see exactly where your character's going. With television acting, they have you signed up for a contract and you don't know what direction they're going to take that character in. So that's, that's, that's always been a concern of mine. You know, when I saw a certain, certain young lady, I'm not going to say any name, she's an actress. And, you know, I used to see them on TBN you know, crying before the Lord and all that when they were young actors and stuff, and they were real on fire for God. Then I saw them, you know, fast forward about 10 years, they were on another show, you know, and then they had them, like, having a sex scene in a restroom. You know, they kind of tripped out. Mm -hmm. 
And I was like, you know, that wouldn't have happened if it's, it's a TV show, though. You know, so she signed up in a contract and for that money or whatever. So she kind of got to go with what they want her to do or, or cancel the contract and be off the show, possibly be blacklisted. You never know what type of things they're going to do. But it's all about your preference. Luckily, I have some Christian brothers and sisters who, who act as well that I know. They're a little bit further along than me. And they said when they have an agency, which I'm still working on getting the agency to, to represent me, which is coming real soon. Mm. Um, they let those agents know up front what they're willing to do and what they will not do. So those agents won't submit them to those type of projects. They'll only submit them to the type of projects that fall in line with what they're willing to do. And that, that helps, of course. And, of course, if, if an agent is not willing to do that, then you need to find another agent. You know what I'm saying? That's what they told me straight up, you know, which I which I totally understand. I do a lot of self-submission right now on the different casting sites and stuff, so I get to pick and choose what I'm going to do, and I read through carefully to see what type of stuff. Like, they got some LGBTQ type stuff, homosexual stuff. I'm not going to do any of that. I don't even submit to that stuff. You know, if I see what type of role they're trying to have me play, I won't do it. It was actually a web series that wanted me. And they gave me sides when I got in there to audition. Which sides were like a piece of the um the script for you to read for your audition. They had all types of cussing and all that. I guess because I'm a black mm. man, they wanted me to be a gangster, you know. And I told them straight up, I'm not willing to say these words. Do you mind if I change some of these words? You know what I'm saying? And I I did. I changed the words, and he was he acted like he was cool with it. But then it was like, I'm going to have to change the role if I use you, have you play like a minister or something, hit me up later on, talking about have you have me play a minister. Now, I never heard back from the guy, but I'm willing to do that. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, we as actors, we know that it's a total difference, you know, from when you're in character and when you're not. But my, my, my mm-hmm. fans and supporters who supported me for years, they're not educated in that. So I don't want to lead them astray and them to say, okay, Rifika sitting up here cussing and doing this in a movie. He doing his music. So I guess it's okay. Like Paul said, we don't want to do anything to cause our brother or sister to sin, you know. So that's that's my mm. Amen. Amen. All right. All right. And I think a lot of people out there, you know, um, really appreciate you, you know, for that take on it, especially the ones that have children out there and they're uh, raising them, listening to your music or maybe saying, okay, well, we could follow this young man because he's been living a stand-up life. And then all of a sudden you turn left and start doing stuff like that. A lot of kids gonna start turning left and say, "Oh well, Ripika's doing it." So, but uh, definitely, man, definitely glad to hear that. Um, let's jump into your book uh, before time starts to get away from us. Let the folks know a little bit about your book and also how they can uh, go purchase it. Yeah, the book is new. <laughs> I knew you was going to bring up the book, though, when I saw you like the post or whatever. It just came out February yeah. 11th. Huh? I didn't hear you. No, no, I just said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know an interview, anything goes. <laughs> so, yeah, February 11th, it just, it just came out. It's called The Power of the DM. It's available on um Amazon and Barnes and Nobles and Ex Libras dot com, which is my publisher. But the most places people people look at Amazon and um Barnes and Nobles anyway was called The Power of the DM Free Online Dating Tips for Men. What I saw I, what inspired me to write this book was I saw a lot of screenshots of women 
putting men on blast for how to, how they come at them disrespectfully online and in their DMs coming at them sexually and all kinds of stuff like that or just straight up bugging them even if they don't respond and stuff like that. And honestly, primary, my primary source for, for dating or whatever, most of my life since I was like 17 or 18 has been online because you can kind of, to me, you can kind of see who, who you're, you know, you can see what, I hate to say it like this, you can kind of see what you're getting more so because it gives more insight than if you're just meeting somebody, you know, in person or whatever. I mean, I can meet people, I've met people in person as well. But mm. the way I turn it is, it's a good way to um, meet that special lady that you're trying to spend your life with. Um, my girlfriend currently, I met online, you know what I'm saying, through through being more, even more specific than I was when I was younger. And I talk about a lot of those things that I did in the book. I give some true stories of different experiences and things like that that I went through in the book to learn the ways to help men to, to do this. And I have, I believe I have foolproof ways that they can get the type of results that they want online. Cause a lot of men say that they don't get the type of results, you know, that they, that they want through online, you know, online dating. And also another thing is called free online dating to some men, because a lot of men, may pay for sites like Plenty of Fish or eHarmony, Christian Mingle, Black People Meet, stuff like that. But the tips that I'm giving are tips for free online dating sources like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, YouTube, things like that. Mm. And hopefully, I hope that people wouldn't use my tips for evil. Um, I do <laughs> let them know that I'm a Christian in the book and things like that. But, I mean, I can't do nothing. You know, I can't control that. But I hope that my life right. shines throughout the book also because of the things that I share about, you know, my faith and stuff like that. Everything I do, you know, I feel like I can reach more people if I write it with that type of twist where it can reach everybody. But I do still share my faith. If they like the book, they're going to go check out who I am, you know, who I really am and my music and all that kind of stuff. And they may get saved that way. You know, you never know. So, Amen. Yeah, that is true. You You never know. So, so the book kind of reminds me of the uh, a little bit of the movie Hitch. Okay, okay, yeah, you taking the back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially, um, especially when you said when you said, um, hopefully they don't take what's in the book and use it for evil. So that was it. It reminded me of a line that Will Smith said inside the uh, book about the gentleman that flipped it all around and stuff, but if y'all didn't see the movie Hitch by now, man, what, what you doing? What you doing? Come on, folks. Yeah. Go out, go go see a movie. Go, not right now. Listen to the show, but go see a movie. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that, that that's definitely dope, man. I really love that. That's a great thing. So, you're working on a mixtape right now. Let the folks know when is your mixtape going to be completed, or if it's already completed, uh, where can they go out and purchase it? It's looking like it's going to be completed completely in March, early March. Um, it's done with the engineer. I actually have a listening session with him this this week, and then to make sure everything is all good, then I'll send everything to the DJ who will be hosting it, which is DJ Overflow from out in Houston, Texas. Um, he's going to be hosting it. Then after that, it'll be available on 
bandcamp.com, arifka.bandcamp page, um, Reverb Nation, and also Dead Pips. That's, that's where it'll be released. Through my Bandcamp page, they can get it for free or donation. And, of course, on Reverb Nation and Dead Pips, they can just pull it up and download it that way on there for free. If they can check out my social media. I'll have I'll definitely be posting and flooding it once it's available. But today I'm gonna release my last leak from the mixtape to, to where people's appetite called Journey. And just be on the lookout on my social media at Rifica or at Rifica seven 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 on all social media sites and you'll be able to hear that this this evening actually when I get off the phone when I get off the interview. And um there you on YouTube you can check out a lot of the songs I've leaked throughout, you know, since I've been working on it all last year. Mm-hmm. You can check out a lot of those too on my YouTube, Rifka seven 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 on YouTube and get free downloads of some of the songs as well. All right. Fantastic. Well, before we let you go, we're nowhere well, we are a little bit close, but not that close to letting you go. But um let the folks know, man, when did you get the call? Uh, to change your life, and did you know at first it was God actually calling you? It was God actually trying to change your life, or did you just feel a shift going on? Because some people just feel their life going in a separate direction that you know they thought it was supposed to go in, but God had other plans. Yeah, I was I, I was raised in the church actually, but you know a lot of times when we're raised in the church, <clears throat> we can't wait to get free and do our own thing. But I always felt like God had mm-hmm. a calling on my life, and I was always told that. But it wasn't until I went to a spiritual encounter at New Light Christian Center in Houston, Texas. I'm not sure if they still come on the Word Network. It's a big youth conference that used to go on down there, and they had a pastor named by the name of Pastor Benjamin Burke who was ministering. And at the time, I had been writing secular raps. I wanted to be a secular rapper. I hadn't put anything out professional or anything like that. I had only played it for my classmates and wrapped it at the lunch table in that school and stuff like that, stuff I had written. But while he was preaching, the Lord really started working on me. He said, the secular industry is the grass while the, while the Christians are the trees. They constantly get cut down while we grow and last. And he used the analogy about Tupac and Biggie, you know what I'm saying? No no offense to them or anything like that, but that's the analogy that he used. And he said that music was created to give God glory and worship God. It wasn't created for a lot of the things that, you know, the secular artists are are using it for. And the Holy Spirit was really working on me, man, and um, letting me know that I needed to use my talent that he had blessed me with to rap and do music for him. And I remember... I remember they did like an altar call, and I was already saved. I feel, I feel like I went up and got saved when I was three, actually, at my uncle's church. But I went down and rededicated myself and felt like, you know, I felt something like pull me down there, literally, like in my in my stomach. You know what I'm saying? I ain't never really told this. Like, I was thinking about it the other day, and it, like, drew me. I couldn't just sit in my seat. So I went down, there, and after that, I started writing Christian rap and, putting stuff out and it wasn't until I made that decision to start doing my music for the Lord that I was able to start doing it professionally and that a label, you know, a um a local label, indie label, um New Camp Entertainment at the time picked me up, Michael Jefferson took me under his wing and um educator who's a rapper out in Houston as well, they took me under their wings and mentored me and helped me get to the place that I am today 
actually. But I wasn't. I went to college. It was, it was about eight, 17, 18. I went to college, and I would put my Christian rap on the back burner while I was in school. You know what I'm saying? In, in the band and all that kind of stuff. I pledged two fraternities and all that. I would do my music in the summer throughout the school year. I went there. So much time wasted that I could have been planting seeds for the kingdom and doing ministry at the school. I look back on it. I wish I wouldn't have, you know, wouldn't have done that. I wish I would have been fully pursuing my, my Christian rap ministry back then. Cause I feel like a lot of my music is geared towards college, college students and stuff. Cause I know that I know how it can be, you know, on the college campus, it's a battleground out there. I'm not a gangster cat or nothing like that, but that college life, I can really attest to and talk about, you know what I'm saying? In, in there. So in my music and stuff. So when I graduated, I felt like a weight was lifted off my shoulders and I was truly able to rededicate myself to Christ. I remember being at my mom's house after I graduated and the Left Behind movies were on. And they had never touched me. I had seen them before, but they never touched me like they touched me then. And I remember bowing, bowing down on my face before the Lord, prostrating and crying. And I knew a change was taking place then in my life. And that's when I started totally pursuing God and pursuing my Christian rap ministry and stuff really started to take off at that point when I put out my standard album and which has that song I have called the gospel step on there, which is still one of the bigger songs that I've, that I've put out. But that was, that was probably about 2007, 2008 when I really, really truly feel like I dedicated my life to Christ. Amen. Amen, brother. Amen. Well, uh, one thing also that I have to add to let the folks out there that's listening and that will be listening to the recording is this brother, Rufika, I'm telling you, um, he's very pinpoint precise with his instrumentals, uh, with the music that he chooses, the things of that nature that he uh, delivers his lines over top of. Because uh, I remember the last time that we interviewed each other, um, you you had some um, original music on your you know on your uh, first album and things of that nature. You were dancing a lot and everything like that. So just keep that energy, brother, and everything you're doing, man. And once again, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, if we have, and I believe you sent me a song, is uh, Rock Steady, the Aretha Franklin joint. Let the folks know a little bit about that and why why towards the Aretha, Aretha Franklin, what does she mean to you uh, for as far as musically? Man, Aretha Franklin is one of my all-time favorite singers of all time. I really like power singers. I like powerful singers that give you goosebumps when they sing. So when she passed away, you know, that kind of hit me, you know what I'm saying? And I was like, I want to do a song to honor her, you know, so when she passed away, which was about two years ago, and it was in the works, like, I was like, what song could I do? And then I heard, I actually watched um, The Get Down, that show that was on Netflix, and in that in that show, they played that song, and I went and looked it up in one of the scenes they played Rocksteady, and I went and looked it up, and I was like, man, this is jamming. That instantly became my favorite Aretha Franklin song of all time. And I was like, I'm going to do something over this. But I, I always got to wait until the right time because I don't never try to write nothing when I'm not, you know, when I'm not ready or I don't feel like I'm at where I can write it yet. So near the end of this mixtape, this was actually the last song that I actually wrote and recorded for the mixtape. It's like just kind of like a tribute to her, but of course I talk about a lot of the, 
things that I'm doing now in the ministry and entertainment industry and in my life. And, you know, Aretha Franklin is kind of like, you know, she's somebody I look up to for as I'm concerned because she was multi-talented. She was an actress. She was mm-hmm. a singer. Yeah. She was a producer, instrumentalist, all of that stuff, you know. And then sometimes I can only hope to be as great as her and a lot of those people from the Motown era, the 60s and the 70s, you know, because that's my favorite type of music. I feel like that was real good music, and I actually listened to those stations from time to time of a lot of those artists like her and James Brown and Temptations and stuff like that. But that's why I, I put that song out and chose to send it to you because it was the last song I did on the mixtape, and it's a, it's a tribute to her. Even though I don't necessarily talk about her directly, but I have her in there. It's a tribute to her. <laughs> right. All right. Well, fantastic, fantastic. Well, thank you very much once again, brother, for coming on uh, RYC Season 2, The Call, right here on SPSNFM. And, uh, man, don't be a stranger, man. Don't let it take almost 10 years again. (laughs) (laughs) I won't, man. I definitely won't. (laughs) (laughs) Well, all right, ladies and gentlemen, man, Uh, that's my time there. So uh, we're going to play a little bit of that uh, Rocksteady joint. I hope y'all enjoy it. If we have it loaded up, let's go. First off, I ain't your reason for Three demons love my kids with the word on spanking them. No doc, spank baby bottom, Jesus the great 